What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Three Guys from the South Side. My name is Mike Merrick, coming to you live from Dallas, Texas. With me, as always, uh, Davey Fastball, Chicago, Illinois. Dave, what's happening, bro? How's it going? I like this this week. We got a little bit of a different look recording on Monday night during Monday night football. So I haven't had time to, I'll call it research, but I haven't had time to second guess myself or steal on anybody else's picks yet. So this should be fun. This should be fun. Had a pretty good weekend. My picks were trash, but I ended up having a pretty good weekend. And I'll talk to you guys about it later, but I'm up a good amount of money. And there's that big bet bonus on DraftKings that I need to use. So you guys got to help me this week. I love that. But dude, first off, what's right behind you? Oh, that's uh, that's Taze. That's that's box dog. Oh, what's his name? Taze, T A Z E. Taze, I like yeah. it. Oh, like like Johnny, but spelled a little he's, different. He's got a fresh know? Dougie. Yeah, fresh Dougie. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. Uh well, what? Hey, misery loves company. Let's go down to Champagne or Bantam. My God, that football program, boys. Uh, how's campus life? What's the vibe on campus with this team? And and better yet, how are classes? Are we at midterms yet? <laughs> I took my first exam on Thursday, stats class, um, in this computer science class. It went well. Unfortunately, those analytics didn't apply to my college football picks this Saturday. Um, everyone's ready for basketball season already, and I can't believe I'm ready for this too, but Brad Underwood is a much better coach than Brad Bielema. I'm already done. Um, Saturday, another painful loss in the Big Ten. We should be 3-0 and in the Big Ten West, battling with Iowa, but um, we're 1-2, but uh, – New week, new me. We're ready to go again. Don't know if the favorites are going to be on the slot, but uh, let's get this started. Uh, yeah, well, look, uh, starting uh, starting first off, we're going to go back, do a little recap. Uh, look, the good, the bad, the ugly. Uh, Dave, this is a couple, we got a couple of Clint Eastwood references this week. Give us a quick recap on the locks from last week for our listeners. And also, too, again, give us the good, the bad, and the ugly from uh, – Week four in college, week three in the NFL. Well, well, how about your boy Matthew McConaughey? Sometimes you got to go back to move forward. That's you. You played unbelievably well last weekend. You were four and two to bring yourself to nine and thirteen all day. Still losing quite a bit, but you know a lot hey, better. Hey, I, I I do need to add in there too. If if anyone was just following us on Twitter, you also would have seen that last night we put out a a, a real special Sunday night. Mikey, two team or parlay that came through big Packers in the over. So four and two, I'm back. Right. There's nothing better than falling asleep during the Sunday night game and waking up a winner. It's not, it's the Especially, only way to do it. What Especially are you on a two team? Going to bed at 10 30. You can't stay up for that whole game. Please no, wash no up chance. and old. Yeah. Well, Come on now. That, sorry that, that, sorry that, sorry that we actually have to start before your 8 a.m. class. Oh my God. How do you do it? crazy you're right i don't know how i do it for all our listeners out there but oh yeah i forgot dallas is a different standard time compared to chicago so sorry it's true it's tough out there are you I, you're, you're you're kidding me right i'm i'm kidding i know it's the same time <laughs> okay good i'm just making sure dave give us the bad from the, Bla- uh, from the weekend blaze is one and three he's got uh the cowboys pending and then i was two and four so, so some of the some of the other good stuff uh, before we get into the shit plays that we make. Team USA, Blaze will talk more about it, but completely dominated. Uh, Mikey Redemptions, all the way back. You're 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 flirting with a band above five hundred again, as am I. Uh, UTEP was a good pick. Louisville, I think everyone outthought themselves. Mike wrote it, and he was a big time public play, and he was all over it. The bad, me and Blaze were not very good. My strategy of fading duds last week completely flopped. 
Uh, Wyoming losing to UConn, uh, failing to cover, and then Houston also failing to cover against Navy. Um, then the Big 12 teams that Blaze liked and I liked Iowa State. Iowa State was terrible. They actually outgained uh, Baylor, and it was another one of those weird games where they outgained the other team and just couldn't put it in the end zone. Had a couple bad turnovers. Oklahoma, awful, too. They didn't cover. Trash. They won. Trash. They, they stink. Uh, they're they're the a half-point favorite on the road this week. I don't get it. I, I don't get it either. I'm not going to touch them anymore because I've just gotten burned a couple times too many. Um, the, and the ugly, Clemson lost outright. I ended up betting on them uh, in the middle of the day. Uh, and then you put it in there because we need to at least touch on it just to to get it out in the open. The best way to get through some sadness is to, to talk, talk about, about it therapy-wise. Therapy uh, the Bears offense, Fields' debut did not go as, as planned. Um, it's easy right now. Let's just blame it on Matt Nagy and move on. And uh, Andy Dalton's our quarterback when he's healthy. God, yeah, that bears off. Uh, that was it. Was just hard to watch. It was hard to watch. I mean, uh, seven sacks. I think they gave up. Now, granted, the defense did play fairly well, at least in the first half there, and, and kept them in it. But God, that bears. That Bears team was tough. I'd almost put that Iowa offense in the in the ugly piece too. They looked really bad. I was watching that Steelers game yesterday. I literally started comparing Ben Roethlisberger to Spencer Petras. Um, same colors. Same colors and the and and two slow white dudes uh, under Eastern center. European heritage too, I think. Too, it's it was just uh, that that Iowa offense really needs to wake up. We're not going to get into that quite yet, but uh, look, Dave, you mentioned it though. We had the Ryder Cup this week, Team USA. Doubling up on Team Europe. A lot happened over the weekend. Blaze, what are your general thoughts? I've got a couple of my own, uh, at least funny ones, at least from uh, yesterday's celebration. But what, what were your what general takeaways from Saturday at Whistling Straits up in Wisconsin? Well, first of all, I think the ongoing theme this week was if you're on the golf course, you were a winner. Merrick uh, tweeted out his, his picks via Instagram and had some solid picks on Saturday. And the USA uh, Ryder Cup team uh, was winners Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in absolute thralling. Um, I think after Friday, I knew everyone knew USA was going to win. Europe was a bad pick. Um, I was happy for the guys. You can tell these guys actually love each other, and they're just actually absolutely built for this. Like the Shambo, this game, the Ryder Cup is perfect for him. It's an exhibition, gets to be himself, and the fans in the USA have to love him. When this game is in Italy in two years, I think it's going to be a whole entire different animal, and I do not know how DeShambo is going to act, but that's for another conversation. Um, but USA, there's a great group, group of guys. Those guys like to party. Justin Thomas is the Ian Poulter of the uh, American team. Um, but just lastly, if you didn't believe it, if you didn't believe it before this, now you believe it. John Rahm is by far the best player in the world right now in golf. He single-handedly carried that team to three and a half points out of their nine points total in three days. I love John Rahm. I can't wait until the NCAA tournament's over. I'm going to bet a couple grand on him to win the Masters. What do, what do you guys think about USA? Dave, you called this in a slaughter. Um, well, I'm just I'm, I'm just mad that I didn't put money on the overall tournament, but I did do the each of the four sessions uh, on Friday and Saturday, so I made a good, a good penny there. Uh, but you said it. I mean – I think that actually like the most shocking thing of the weekend besides like the, the complete domination was honestly that Rom lost on Sunday because he was playing so well all weekend. And the fact that Scotty Scheffler handled him so easily was, was pretty sh- uh, shocking on Sunday. The fact Scheffler won those first four holes, I think if you took a flyer on that, so on DraftKings, you can live bet the holes. And I think if you just kept betting your money and doubling it up until the fourth hole, if you just bet $100, I think you might have came away 
up two grand. The odds were just astronomical for him to win four in a row. And he put it away. Good for him, man. Scheffler, he, he knew what he was doing. Stricker, U of I grad, another shout out for me and Dave. Maybe Iowa can do something in the Ryder Cup. It'd be nice eventually. But um, yeah, man, they deserved it. No complaints. Europe's kind of on the transition right now. They got some old guys like Poulter, Westwood, who are gone. I'd like to see Garcia one more time just because the guy's an absolute baller. If I golfed, I'd love to gamble with him on and have him be on my team. Yeah, it was it was a, it was a fun tournament to watch. Uh, it really was, uh, boys. I, I know you had some thoughts on Saturday. Kapka having that issue where where he was looking for uh, a free uh, a free drop there, uh, given it he he thought it was unplayable. Called over a few few rules officials. Uh, made a few comments. What was your takeaway there? Do you think it was it was good for him and his image? I know again coming into it, you know the him Bryson thing was kind of a little bit of an issue. But what, what were your general thoughts from that on Saturday? No, I think you brought this into a good segue. And like, there's people who are all in on Brooks, and like what Donald Trump says, he can shoot someone in the middle of Fifth Avenue in New York. I feel Brooks Kepka could do that too, and his followers would unite around him in doing that. But I'm not a fan of him, and I learned that there's some people on Twitter that will die on the cross for him, and I had to mute my notifications, and I kind of regret getting in Twitter arguments about Brooks, but he should have let that ball play. He was just complaining about it because it was stuck in a, a foot of weeds. And the thing is, his shot was perfectly clean, and he landed at 37 feet away from the hole in the rough. I think he was just rattled because Rahm and Garcia were pulling away after they were up three, and he was just complaining, but... It's all about golf being a gentleman's game and uh, absolutely showing no respect to the American uh, judge or the European judge. But what do you guys think after this weekend? I think most of America is probably a DeChambeau fan over Brooks now, kind of just seeing DeChambeau's great at the po- politics. Got the crowd going. You could tell he cared. Kept well, the- and, and he 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 had some of the biggest moments of the tournament. I mean, that, that one par five where he literally just cut the corner with a 417-yard drive. Everybody else was laying up about 275 and had another 260 into the hole. And I think that got people fired up. But also, too, Sunday, the first hole yesterday yeah. where he drove the green, eagled the first hole, and he didn't go nuts. He was really cool, calm, and collective about it. I think it showed a an opposite side that most most people, at least most people in our demographic, would paint as a more of a, a – Again, more of like a masculine moment where, hey, you're going to get pretty amped up. He was really cool, calm, and collective, and, and again, kind of the opposite of what I think his image says about him. So, did you see? Did you see on the fourth hole? I think it was the fourth hole too. Like he asked for his three wood, and the crowd started booing him. And he goes, "Guys, relax. I'm still going for the green. Driver's just too much here." He hit two seventeen. He had two seventeen off the tee on that par three, and he brought out his with a wedge fucking nine iron yeah. yeah those wins were insane that's a beautiful course honestly the nbc did a great shot just getting the aerial views i think the coverage kind of sucked first of all not showing that bryson DeChambeau 417 yard drive like what the hell but yeah i think hopefully DeChambeau can kind of let his guard down a little bit when he's playing golf in the pga and kind of like stop being this gigantic douchebag talking about COVID vaccines and how big his arms are. So hopefully he gets a little more personable. It goes one of two ways from here. I think if, as far as how people react to him going forward, either he starts to loosen up and lean into it a little bit where he kind of goofs around and he becomes like a JJ Watt, right? Where he's like, Oh, he's kind of self-aware that he's a douchebag and he plays into it. Or you have a Patrick Reed situation where next year, as soon as the Ryder cups over, he's back to being his same self. 
and everyone fucking hates him again. And I don't know which way it's going to go right now. God, that's do, a great analogy, Dave, I, to J.J. Watt. But I think DeShambo wants people to like him. So I don't think he's going to go the Patrick Reed route. I think Patrick Reed only cares what his wife thinks, and he doesn't give a shit about anybody else. That's yeah. true. And I, I don't hear as many stories of, like, Patrick Reed, it sounded like his college teams hated him, everything else. Uh, there's a lot more to it. With with Bryson, I think that he's going to end up being not a fan favorite, but he's not going to be as hated or reviled as Patrick Reed was. And he'll be on the team in two years probably, right? Whereas yeah. Patrick Reed's done. Yeah. No, I think what we need to do, though, in two years, what I think would be an awesome trip unless um, unless Dave's married, we should 100% go to Italy for the Ryder Cup in Rome. I think that would be an awesome trip. And probably NBC would just show us and interview us all the time because we'll be one of the few that probably Americans there. I'll have a I'll have a USA flag T-shirt on with a John Rom photo on the side. I wouldn't hate that. That'd Spe- be cool. That'd be speaking a good, of, cool thing to plan out. Speaking Ride of T-shirts, Roma, Bongiorno. Speaking of T-shirts, that T-shirt that they made of Bryson and Brooks was fucking hysterical. Really quick, the last two things that I'm taking away from yesterday's Team USA victory, and we can get into some college football picks. One, Dustin Johnson still claiming that he's the best partier is absolutely fantastic and then mad respect for colin morikawa uh he was triple fisting and and fixed the the microphone like in his chest so that he can continue to booze um a great rookie love the energy there um but look let's win some money this weekend yeah, um, some money like, hey, uh, we're coming America. back. Even though I had a good record, I still didn't. I still didn't win a ton because I I bet some stupid parlays on Saturday. Uh, but look, we needed. We need some winners. I think we got a lot on the card. I I agree with you guys on a lot of these picks. Um, let's let's get into it. But first, Blaze, the perennial. I'm gonna Venmo you another ten. I'm on it every week this year. I don't care. Yeah. So- Who do we got? I'm kind of all over the place with this. I'm four and six. I'm six and four, like the five weeks. I, I really don't know where to go from here. So I'm just doing, I kind of just picked a couple buttons and this is where we landed. But this one is going to be called the Mikey Merrick weekly perennial because it it, it could start, it's going to start on Friday and it could be dead on by Friday at midnight. Um, Let's get this going. 20 bucks to win $16,692.48. Iowa minus four at Maryland. Um, then we're going to go North Carolina minus 18 home against Duke per don't minus two and a half at home against Minnesota TCU live dog plus five against Texas at home, Florida state. I don't know what I'm doing. Minus four against Syracuse. Oh my like God. I said, can't quit them. Oklahoma minus 10 and a half against Kansas state, Kentucky plus eight and a half at home against Florida Vanderbilt minus 14 and a half at home against UConn. Michigan State minus 10 and a half at Western home against Western Kentucky. And the last play at eight o'clock that hopefully we can live had just Washington on the road plus two and a half at Oregon State. This weekly perennial stinks. I hate the picks, so that means we'll probably go nine and one, eight and two, or ten and zero. I hate them too, especially that Oklahoma one. That's a never again for me. But hey, Davey, let's get a couple locks out there. I know you're you got, got your card sitting right in front of me, guy. I like a lot of these plays you got going on. So this is the this is the thing, Blaze. We have all week to second guess ourselves. Like I said, listen to our usual podcast, read the right articles, and decide what we actually like. That's why it's going to be so interesting this week to see how we do. If we do well, we're going to have to record it every Monday. That's a fact. Um, oh, no I have on here too. You guys saw I did very well last weekend, and DraftKings has the big bet bonus. 
where if you bet 600, you get the 300 back. And I need to decide what I'm going to put that on. I got so I need some help. So you can do idea. you can do anything up to minus two hundred. So I got to keep it under that. So you can do a money line if you want to. Just have it in the back of your head if we go with uh, our our firm lock here. Um, I'll open up and start talking about Cincinnati Notre Dame. Um, Blaze, you originally said that you liked Cincinnati, but didn't realize that Cincinnati is actually favored on the road here. Um, two plays I actually like in this, and I might end up making the big bet being Notre Dame. Um, I love Notre Dame at home. I watched pretty much the entirety of that Cincinnati-Indiana game, and Cincinnati looked like they might be one of the worst teams in all of college football. They're bad. That, that offense, that offense is bad. In the first, in the first half. Um, Notre Dame at home, I just don't know how they're dogs at home. I know that they had a couple turnovers, but they, they handled Wisconsin. Wisconsin outgained them, but still, it doesn't matter. They played very the, well. Yeah, I think the play that I actually really like here is uh, the under, under 50. Cincinnati does have a good defense. They have good corners. And I think that Notre Dame's defense is going to be a little underrated. And I think that uh, – I think Cincinnati's quarterback is terrible. I don't remember his name because I, I had to block it out of my mind. Yeah. yeah, after we bet on him, after we bet on him against Indiana. Um, but that's my first play that I think I'm going to do. I think I'm going to take. The, I'm going to make it a lock. I'll take the under fifty in Cincinnati Notre Dame. I got a great read on Notre Dame the first week, and I can't get a read on him again. My God, Graham Merch is horrible, and he's still living off that performance against Illinois in Week One during COVID because of Lovey Smith. He's so freaking bad. Um, I like the under in that play pick too, Dave. Like I can see that first quarter being zero zero, and you can basically cash that ticket after that. There's no way they're scoring fifty points in three quarters after that, but. Uh, yeah, let's keep let's keep riding and seeing what else we like with your college slate. Hey, uh, yeah, Dave, you got a couple other Big Ten games. Let's stay in the Big Ten. You like that Minnesota play? So it just seems like a weird fishy line to me because I don't think Purdue's that good. And no. I think and and what it's just think? it seems like a trap bet, right? Because I mean Purdue is at home and Minnesota hasn't played well at all, and they just lost outright to Bowling Green. But I think that Minnesota still is decent. So I just don't know why that Purdue is getting those is is given points at home. Um, Blaze also mentioned the Vanderbilt one, and I have on here. I should just do it again, going back to the well. That's how Vander- I feel about Oklahoma. Vanderbilt's playing UConn, and I've been fading UConn all year. UConn did cover this week against Wyoming. I ended up taking the under in that game too, so I ended up being okay on it. But dude, I've seen UConn play, and I still don't know how they do it. Vanderbilt's look terrible too. They. Uh, they really only played played Stanford decently recently. They got completely destroyed by Georgia. Um, but, yeah, SEC team, and it's just this weird thing where it's like, all right, last week Wyoming was a 30-point favorite, and then you come back to this week and an SEC team is only a 14-and-a-half-point favorite against the same dog shit team. It just doesn't shake out to me, so I'm going to end up on Vandy. I know it. I don't want to make them a lock yet, but we'll see if I change my mind the further down we go in these picks. Um, the other one I have on here, it's another team that I've bet on a lot of their games. So I've watched a lot of their, their football, um, which tends to happen the later you get into the season, especially in October, November, uh, Boise state, Boise state is at home. They're given six and a half. They're playing Nevada. I bet Nevada a couple weeks ago against Kansas state when Kansas state first had to put in their backup quarterback and Kansas state completely crushed them. So I don't know where this is coming from. You're on the blue turf. Boise state's played pretty well. They lost to. Oklahoma State a couple weeks ago, but had no business losing the game. They had a couple calls go against them. So I'm going to go with Boise State, and I think it's at seven or six and a half. So I'm going to go ahead and make it a lock. I'm going to put it in at seven because I think it was at six and a half earlier. So my two locks so far, Boise State and then that under in the Cincinnati game. 
Um, and then I'll do one more play here. Uh, Blaze, I'll let you talk about – or are you going to take Oregon? Because I'll talk about it if not. No, I'm not taking Oregon. You can go ahead. So this is purely a, this is purely a fade Stanford pick because I hate Stanford and you know that they're on my never again list. He David Shaw burns me every which way, so I might get talked out of this by by the time Saturday rolls around. But Oregon minus eight seems like a seems like a pretty safe play. Stanford hasn't been playing that well, and I think they might end up just kind of stinking. So I'm going to go with the Oregon minus eight there. And the only other game I have on the card here is Middle Tennessee State getting 10, 10 points at home against Marshall. I think Marshall's just not as good as as like they're getting credit for. Uh, I think they're a little bit overrated, so I'm, I'm taking Middle Tennessee State plus ten with the points at home. So my, I think I'm only going to have two locks this week for for uh, no, I'll make it three. I'll do Boise State minus seven. I'll do Vandy minus fourteen and a half, and I'll do Cincy Notre Dame under fifty. I really like that Notre Dame play, uh, especially uh, especially after to your point watching us be miserable during that Indiana Cincy game. Boys, you got a Friday night game that I'm going to be watching. No doubt about it. Uh, as Iowa gets into the big 10, uh, action here in college park, Maryland playing Maryland. You like the Hawkeyes? I do like the Hawkeyes. Um, I don't know why Maryland's a faster, um, faster, more athletic team, but I can just see Iowa getting out to a fluky 21, nothing lead in the first quarter. And then they end up winning the game like 28-21, and all Iowa does the rest of the game is just run the ball and front, run the ball into their offensive linemen and just run the clock, and the defense holds the line. Um, I think Iowa, like, they're never going to blow out a team like we saw that with Colorado State and Kent State the past two weeks. But at the same time, they're never going to be out of the game either, and they're going to be able to run the football. And then hopefully their quarterback, the Greek freak Spencer Patras, can uh, – kind of move the ball downfield when they need to. I think it's going to be a very hostile environment. I don't think Iowa's ever been to the liberal elite coast either, so this could be a big, tough game for them. They're going to Washington, D.C., and the last time most of those Iowa fans were there was when they probably stormed the Capitol January 6th. So we don't know how this will uh, turn out. But um, I like Iowa as a home favorite. I think everyone and their mother and then their mother's mother's going to be on this game. But I like Iowa minus four. Their defense is too good, and Kirk Ferentz has been here before, and he's going to have the boys ready to play. God, I fucking hope so. And I hope Petrus pulls something out of his rear because, honestly, it's such a hit or miss with this guy. I don't even know. They won in Iowa State in a crazy environment. They're going to know what to expect. It's just going to be weird playing late. But they're playing at 8 o'clock again, and the weird thing is that game's going to be going – that game could end at midnight on the East Coast. And then Iowa's going to still be kind of playing at 11 o'clock. Their bodies won't be as tired. I think they'll be okay. I hope so. But I, I am I'm a little bit worried. You know, we saw last week Colorado State shut down the run. And when they shut down the run, they forced Petrus to, to move his feet. And, um, again, that's that's a – that's like watching paint dry out there. It's like um, a, it's like a it's like when the Bears are good. I always like when the Bears are good. They have no it's, yeah, it's hard to, the six Bears, the 06 Bears. Yeah, I, I, bears I, I really, bears. I just I really I really nervous. hope I, I I really hope they can run the ball well. Goodson's gonna have a good game again. Uh, but boys, you're also you also got a couple plays uh, down in SEC SEC country, uh, future SEC country, including. Uh, Texas TCU. You like TCU plus five? Yeah, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I am so off in the Big Ten. I bet TCU, Iowa State, and Oklahoma, and I struck out on those three plays. There's something about Gary Patterson I just can't quit. And when he's a home dog in the Big 12, he just somehow gets those boys to play. 
And TCU takes this game personally because they're kind of the redheaded stepchild in this rivalry. Texas doesn't take them seriously. This is TCU's big game they get up for. I think they're going to be ready to play, and I think they're going to win the game outright. I'd like TCU plus five. That's my second lock. I'm gonna. I, do you just want to bet that with each other? Take away the juice because that's that's one of my locks of the week. I like Texas. I'm on the opposite side of you. I you think take smart, Texas every week, though. Yeah, but also too. Hang on. They've the been last hot two, lately. Yeah, the last two weeks they put up 128 points. Sark has that offense running so fluid. I don't see how they don't put up another. 42. Yeah, Sark has that offense buzzing like a Tito's distillery. It's. A, I. I mean. Texas is going to put up at least 49 points. There's no there's no doubt in my mind, especially with the way that that defense played against a mediocre SMU offense this last week. Really? Right? Talk only, about getting up it, for a game. Merrick, I'm with you. Merrick, I'm with you. But they went up to Fayetteville a couple of weeks ago and absolutely got the shit kicked I was just going to say really this, good Arkansas but team. Arkansas is good. And I agree, and I want to talk about that game after let's this. Go, let's go right into it. Okay, yeah. Right. This is, Merrick, you got to pick in this game, but if you're the CBS executive producers – are you picking Ole Miss Alabama as your primetime two thirty game, or are you going Arkansas and Georgia? Because Arkansas, Arkansas Georgia Georgia is a better game. I don't really care about Lane Kiffin. I, Arkansas and Georgia is a better game in my opinion. I, I, mean, I, I, I could agree I, more. I felt like it's kind of like an obvious play, like a square play, but I like Arkansas too. Here. Me too. Both these teams are undefeated against the spread this year too. Uh, no, uh, yeah, Georgia's three and one, uh, but no, you're I, right. I mean, Georgia Georgia has not played. A top ten offense or a top ten defense, excuse me, like Arkansas, and they've played a really, really average Clemson team that we've seen is like frankly not that good. And I, honestly, they could be out of the top twenty five in the next two weeks. So, uh, look, I, I I think UGA is is good. Don't get me wrong. I don't think they're eighteen and a half points good though. And look, I, I, right. I, I, look, I at, look at Georgia's that. schedule. They the last couple of weeks they beat Vanderbilt and they beat South Carolina, who are probably the worst yeah. teams in the SEC. Like that's 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 that, that's not super impressive. I mean, it's impressive the numbers they put up, grade, but they're not playing that defense uh, that Arkansas has. And and I mean, similar to Texas, the last two three weeks that Arkansas offenses look pretty fluid. So I, I I like the eighteen and a half. You can lock me in for that one too. Uh, those are my those are my two two uh, t- two of my four SEC plays this week. Go figure, Blaze. You had one more though. Uh, Kentucky. Yeah, let's go to another SEC. Eight game. and a half. I watched a little bit of this game after I came home from a dinner and a disappointing line I lost. Kentucky is a tough team that's going to be able to run the ball on Florida, and I don't think Florida's going to be able to get a lot of chances on offense. I think eight and a half is too much. Give me Kentucky at home. That is a live, live dog, and I could get talked into betting the money line eventually, but I think eight and a half is too many points at home. Florida somehow covered the spread after losing to Alabama against a Tennessee team. That was a ridiculous backdoor cover, another play I lost. But I just like Kentucky at home. It's a live dog. I can't quit the live dogs. Those are my three locks. Dave, if you're um, listening to this podcast still, Iowa minus four, TCU plus five, and Kentucky plus eight and a half. And now we've talked about some SEC games, and we talked about Texas TCU. Merrick's going to bring us back up north of the Mason-Dixon line. No, I'm staying south of the Mason-Dixon line first because I don't agree with this Florida play, uh, this Florida-Kentucky uh, play. Again, I'll, I, actually, you know what? I might put a parlay in with you, uh, avoid the uh, uh, avoid the vig on that. I think, I think Florida's going to blow out Kentucky. Fine, let's just do a double or nothing with these. Well, I, I mean, again, if if you talk about schedules, Louisiana Monroe, 
an average Missouri team, Chattanooga, who they only beat by five, and then a, a South Carolina team who's a, probably the second worst in the SEC, 16 to 10. Like, there's no way Florida doesn't cover these eight points in my mind. I, I think, good, I good think team, it's, good teams win, great teams cover. Kentucky covered last week. I th- I think it's yeah, so did so Florida. Florida. I think it, Florida covered the last two weeks. I think for, I think Florida blows them out. I, I think that's a no doubter. Lock me in for that one too. Uh, we got we got right, three fine. locks. Weekly perennial. We'll just we can just perennial against ourselves. Get that two and a half one payout. Uh, we'll each bet fifty bucks, and if they both win, hey, we Perfect. got a bar tab covered for the weekend. I like it. I like it. And and look the the last the last one I have before we go into the, the most obvious pick. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, well, hey, well, hey, we'll get there in a second. West Virginia at home, minus seven and a half against Texas Tech. Uh, Texas Tech got exposed by Texas last week. I'm not saying West Virginia is Texas. However, at home, that's going to be pretty tough. Um, West Virginia is covering 70% of their home games in the last four years. So uh, I like West Virginia there, minus seven uh, in the hook. If you're thinking about it, maybe buy that hook down. To, to get yourself to an even seven, but I, I like him at seven and a half. And lastly, God damn it, you boys said it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. This game, Alabama, Ole Miss, the line's already moved two points since it came out this morning. Uh, opened up at 16. It's now down to 14, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Boys, first half line, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. I will say 10. this. I'm not. I'm. I'm not. I'm not going to play this. And this is another lock. Obviously, I'm not going to play this aspect of the game. But I want to get your guys' thoughts because I bet the under last year. I remember vividly. Uh, Seventy-seven and a half points is the over/under for this year. They put up 111 points. The two teams combined last week. It was just or last year. Excuse me. Disgusting. Do we think that it has a chance to do the same thing? Is it going over? Wait. Time out. You bet the under in Ohio, you in Alabama and Ole Miss last year, and they scored over a hundred points. There was a the fucking hurricane. You actually, bet the under, and it's <laughs> there was a hurricane. First half, there was a That's hurricane. I, Merrick, don't edit out my laps. This is just absolutely no, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you already set a record by betting an under, and then then it goes over by forty fucking points. I think it's okay, gonna go yeah, over. I'm staying, I'm staying away from this total. Um, Merrick, you almost have to on principle go on points bet and. You see what the odds are of them putting up triple digits in this again, just for. Um, I don't think I don't think it'll out. happen. I don't think it'll happen. I was at the Nodding Donkey actually. I remember watching it. All right, uh, boys. Any more plays on college Friday, Saturday? It's going to be a hell of a slate. Do you, do, you want, do you want the Buckeyes on there? No, no. Okay, uh, they're off. But this they're is off. another I'm, one that I'm actually with you on. Uh, it's interesting because same thing. Last week, Michigan was only a 19 point favorite against Rutgers. I know they're at home, but this week, Ohio state's a a 15 point favorite, a 16, maybe. And I know Ohio state hasn't been that good this year. Michigan has been a lot better than they expected, but this feels like the type of line that doesn't make sense. Like same thing. Ohio state should be favored by three touchdowns. It's it's like that. It's like that Oklahoma bet too. 10 and a half this week. I, I I just can't buy myself to do it, Dave. Now, now I'm getting emotional about it. I, can't, I just can't do it. Well, yeah, I think that's how I am with Iowa. I just avoid the goddamn thing altogether. Now it was fun the first couple weeks to, to give you shit, but I'm just going to avoid it. You yeah, guys got to, yeah, we, we got to see how we do then. So you're only going with, you're going with five locks. I'll add another one in there then. I'll, you uh, won't. You won't. You're, you're putting so many in there. I'll go ahead and make Oregon minus eight a lock. Fuck Stanford. Fuck them. Love it. Love it. 
four locks for Dave, three for Blaze, five for myself. And it looks like we've all got a three, if not, oh, but Dave, you got a couple extra bonus plays out there. Come Sunday, Scott Hansen coming to you live with the Octobox. Blaze, you got three games on the card. Let's start out in LA, SoFi Stadium. What was it? Five billion dollars? Five billion? Or was it more? How much was that stadium? I want to say it was three with all the construction stuff and the flooding at the beginning and COVID. Ridiculous. But, um, you, you like the Rams, though. Yeah, so I, I, NFL, man, I think it's the same mantra with Bama's first half. I'm actually going to have four locks on here. If it ain't broke, um, don't fix it. And those three picks, um, those three picks in that relation are the Rams minus six. They're just an unstoppable force at home. They blew out the Bears. They took care of Tampa. I love the Rams um, at home again, minus six. Give me the Broncos. I'm all in on Fangio. I threw a little bit of change on him, 13-1 to 1 to an NFL coach of the year. I know their schedule's been easy. But man, that defense has got is humming, and Brad and Bradley Chubb's not even back. I like the Broncos at home minus one against the Ravens. Everyone's going to be on Lamar. This is one of those twenty eighty games when twenty percent's on the home dog. You bet them; it's a guaranteed lock. And then um, the Cowboys—they're winning again right now on Monday. I put them again as a lock. I'm betting them until they don't cover. So they're on pace to cover again, make it three weeks in a row. Dallas is looking to be four in a row next week um, when they play the Panthers um, at home. Give me the Cowboys, whatever that spread is. I think it's going to be 405. And then lastly, this is a classic Blaze contrarian, bet the huge dog in NFL. Texans plus 17 at Buffalo. That is just way too many points for an NFL team. I don't care how bad and how good you are. The Texans battled against the Chiefs, and they battled against the um, Cleveland Browns. They'll be ready to play. I don't think they win, but 17 points is too much, and they're gonna. I think they'll and I think they'll cover. Those are my four NFL locks, so bringing me to a total of seven locks. I hate this quantity I'm getting into. I had one lock um, in the first week, and now I'm up to seven. So something's going horribly wrong. Hey, boys, boys, that's it's completely natural. It's fine, buddy. It's peer pressure. I I, I swear, you know, for the amount of games that you and I are going against each other, God, I hope next week's episode is just titled "Fade." Well, Blade. that's a good thing. We're guaranteed winners for our listeners. One of us. Yeah. Well. Play. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It depends on on who they're going to side with, and I'd I'd hope they they uh, smarten up here. But uh, look, I'm going against you on that Broncos game. I like the Ravens plus one and a half. Let's I, make this a three. We don't want a two-team parlay. Let's do it. We, we wanted a three-teamer. Fade boys. Ravens plus one and a half. I'm not going to get into a ton of detail about uh, each of these games, but I, I think I think the Ravens offense is going to figure a few things out after how poor they looked uh, in Detroit there. And obviously that 66-yard doinker uh, had, uh, had us uh, Bears fans looking at Lions fans like, hey, you know, misery loves company here, right? But – uh, look, two other games for me. Uh, I think the the over in that Rams uh, Cardinals game uh, over fifty three and a half. I think both both teams have a lot of firepower on offense. Um, I I know that defense and secondary is really good uh, for LA, but look, uh, you have the most agile quarterback right now in Kyler Murray, and so many weapons on that offense. I think that game goes over. Uh, and lastly. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep betting against the Jets. Um, they are. They're an atrocity. I've been um, saying it that, all year. They suck. That offense is is so awful. Uh, Derrick Henry is gonna run it right up the gut. And and look, you're gonna have again a fair amount of weapons on the outside uh, with AJ Brown uh, and Julio Jones. Uh, look, I I think that I think that Titans team covers the seven in the hook. 
maybe buy it down to seven, but I, I, I think, I think it's a double, two touchdowns minimum. I think the Titans are going to win that game by. Davey, uh, you got you got a couple of the similar games as uh, boys and I. Yeah, well, I hope that Merrick is right in college and Blaze is right in the NFL because I like all Merrick's picks in in NCAA and Blaze. I love all your NFL picks. I'm on the same side as you as on pretty much all of these. I didn't put them in there, but I really like that Broncos play too. Broncos at home in September. You always bet the Broncos, especially when you've only got a short line like this. Second week in a row for Baltimore traveling, and they did not look that good at all against the Lions, who look like they might be one of the worst teams in the NFL. They're three-point dogs against the Bears, for Christ's sakes. Uh, my picks, though, the first one, uh, I'm going to go with you, Blaze. The Texans, I see it at 16. If I can get it at 16 and a half, I'll definitely take it. Points uh, at 17. Same same thing, though. I'm right there with you. That's just too many points, and I know that Josh Allen's looked great the last couple of games, but 16 points for a professional team is just way too many. Uh, my other locks are I'm going to take the, the 49ers minus three. I don't think the, the Seahawks are that good, and I think they're going to be really similar to last year where they just don't really have – they don't really have an identity. You don't know what kind of team you're going to play week to week. And I like the Niners at home there. Uh, division game only at three right now. I'm going to take that. I'm also going to take the Chargers, three and a half. I just don't think the Raiders are that good. I had the Dolphins plus three and a half this week, and of course, like an idiot, I bet the money line too. Uh, nearly pulled it off, but I don't think the Raiders are that good still, and I'm waiting for them to fall back down to earth. Uh, so I'm going to take the Chargers minus three and a half. And Merrick, you kind of mentioned it, but you, you failed to take into account that A.J. Brown probably isn't going to play Titans versus Jets. He's got his hamstring tweaked. The Jets have shown nothing on offense and that total is like 45 and a half. So I'm not going to take the Titans, but I am going to take the, the under the total 45 and a half. So those are going to be my four locks. I'm taking the Niners, the Texans, the Chargers, and the Jets. And Blaze, I can't believe you didn't take them this week, but I put it they in the show They burned me notes. this week, Dave. I can't do it. They burned me this week. That was the one NFL game I lost. The Chiefs, minus six. I'll end up having them on the card, but I'm not going to make them a lock. Yeah, who are they playing, by the way? Uh, the Chiefs are playing at the Eagles. Yeah, man. I don't know. It's weird. The Chiefs, it's weird. Teams that lose the Super Bowl, they always don't end up making the playoffs, and the Chiefs look very vulnerable right now. I just – don't think I can bet them the rest of this year just because of that weird stat. But, Dave, going back to your lock, and I've been on the right side for the Bears every week. I, I love the Bears this week, and I think Again. you might go all in on fields and, and do the, and do your $600 max lock on them. I just – the Lions stink. Absolutely not. I re- absolutely not. There is 0% chance that I will do that. I can't. Won't. I won't. I absolutely will not. Of course, no way. I'm leaning okay. towards taking Notre Dame money line with it, actually. Okay, I, I can see that, but I don't know, man. I think the Bears can. Well, I think the Bears could blow out Detroit after that brutal loss last week. The Lions have it. They've had some rough second halves. I could see this one getting out of hand, and Dan Campbell might already lost a team, and it's only week four. But uh, Please, yeah, the smartest thing. Hope with the that smartest Broncos thing. Game, Justin Tucker doesn't kick a 75-yard game-winning field goal in mile high. I know it could go for over 70. But Blaze, the smartest bet I ever made was on the, when the Bears played in the playoffs against the Eagles, I was red hot all weekend. And me and you were together on that Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. I was down there. And we were – I played – I had really good – I was really good, and I won the early game. I had the uh, the Chargers over the Ravens in the early game, and I was ready to bet Bears money line for, like, a grand to win 500. And I talked myself out of it. Happened – Coops were like, you can't do it. I ended up not doing it. And obviously, they lost. 
So I can never bet on the Bears. I can't bet four more against them. There's no way I'll ever do that. Don't do it. Don't do it to yourself. You yeah, can't. all right. That was my pitch. I think the Bears win this week. I like them against the spread. They're not going to be a lock, though. Hey, hey. speaking of uh, the Bears, Justin Fields, amongst rookie quarterbacks, I saw this stat line after the games ended yesterday. Rookie quarterbacks, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones, and Zach Wilson combined through for 717 yards, two touchdowns, and seven picks all on Sunday. And we know Fields didn't have any – no picks, no tutties, 68 yards of total offense. That is a – that's terrible. That's yeah, just terrible. 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 Welcome to the NFL, boys. Welcome to the big show. All first-round NFL quarterbacks suck. They all suck. They're Do not you good. see the, the only they're time, setting them up for failure because all these offenses are brutal too. So the it's only these rookies, but they're also not talented. So you're just getting it's just brutal to watch. Well, you see too the only win outright this year by a rookie quarterback was Mac Jones over Zach Wilson. That's the only win. Yeah, he looks brutal too, man. It's bad. It's bad. But look, boys, we touched on the game earlier. Cincinnati. Heading into town where Brian Kelly's undefeated Notre Dame Fighting Irish are taking him on. Now, I will say this too. I got a message from our friend Beesman Jones yesterday that said, look, Sonny, one more W and I'm coming on the show, baby. So take us, boys, to South Bend. I know it's early and meteorologists are typically wrong on just about everything. Uh, What's the weather looking like come Saturday in South Bend? Yeah, we got a live dog in South Bend and Notre Dame on the football mm-hmm. field. But uh, we got a high of 77, winds only 8 mile an hour, and humidity is only 60. So, honestly, by kickoff, it's going to be about 73 degrees, and uh, there's probably going to be a little crisp in there. So, I think it's going to be a perfect fall day for a top 10 matchup, and I'm actually excited to watch. Honestly, I'm surprised NBC isn't streaming this game on Peacock, which I think would be the ultimate troll job. <laughs> Streaming it on Peacock. I only got the Peacock just so I can uh, watch Yellowstone, by the way. I refuse to pay that subscription. Mary it's, and Dave are in Yellowstone right now. True story. I'm I'm almost done with season two. It's fantastic. I probably, it's we probably got the, we probably we, we paid Dave and Mary for uh, some gas up there. If they drove or if they flew, they got a nice meal on us. No, for sure. Tell them not to run into Casey Dutton, though. Sheesh. <laughs> Come on now. Uh, all right, boys. Uh I like doing this on Mondays. This is this is awesome. Uh, good start to the week. Listeners, we got a lot of good picks out there for you. Uh, oh, boy, we lost fastballs. Um, boys, final words for our listeners before we wrap this bad boy up. No, thanks for listening. We're, we're in the heart of the college football and NFL season, so uh, we're going to keep doing this week to week, probably until the national championship in March Madness. So uh, we got a good routine going. We appreciate all our uh, – 35 to 40 listeners out there. Um, and let's just keep growing this show. Numbers are climbing. The win column is climbing. Listeners, thanks again for tuning in. We've got a lot of great action. Uh, good luck, and we'll catch everybody next week. Peace.